welcome to the first episode of the D Range Podcast. I'm your host Min from Range Personal Training, and today with my co-host Priscilla from Range Counseling Services. Yeah. So for the first episode of uh, our podcast today, uh, we just want to talk a little bit about who we are and what do we do with uh, the the name Range, right? Why do we choose the name Range? And also, we'll be sharing a little bit about uh, our fears. Uh, by Sometimes. starting our own business yeah. amidst uh, the pandemic. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you want to introduce yourself first, like more about yourself. Yeah. And... Sure. So my name is Ming. Right. I'm uh, the head coach of Range Personal Training. Um. So my foray into personal training, right, started in 2013, where that was my first full-time uh coaching job. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was with this gym, which shall not be named (laughs) I mean it was a very pleasant experience because it was my first uh, real foray into into coaching and the first my first job was the first coaching gig was actually a very insightful experience because I get I got to work alongside with uh, very I would say big name coaches then and they had a system in my first employment, they had they had they had a system, right, for coaches to advance. So, when when we when I was onboarded as a coach, we had uh, a checklist that we actually had to go through. So the checklist included like you know, uh, methods of training that you sh- that you experience that you go through, uh, books that you should read as a coach. So during during my time there, it was very. I would say it was a great experience. It was very insightful because, you know, there was coaches above you that would be concerned about your growth, right? Because you're attached to a particular coach and then they would uh, take care of your career advancement or progression, so to say. Right, so I was there for about two years because I was, at that at at time I was studying part-time also. I was trying to get my degree in, a, in a exercise and sports science. And yeah, so after two years, I moved on to uh, my next co- my next coaching job as a PT, uh, which I stayed for six years. Why? Which I stayed for six years, and that was actually my last my previous employment before starting out range. So, in the last employment, right, which I stayed for six years, also which shall not be named. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I left because I have hit a growth cap. Right, I reached to a point that I wasn't growing in the direction and at the rate uh, which I wanted. And also, um, the next, basically I would say the next growth for me was to work more. Right, I think yeah. you would you also yeah. had your reservation about me working more. Uh, yeah, because you know I'm a father of two young kids. Right, I'm a parent of two young kids and I didn't want to spend my extra hours you know, working, it had to come at the expense of spending time with the kids, uh, which I'm not ready to. Mm. So, yeah, I decided to, you know, just leave uh, after six years. And, you know, during the, during this, during the period where I was sort of, I would say, how we call it, soul searching. <laughs> not really soul searching. <laughs> More like finding meaning of what I want to do. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I read a few books and of course, I decided to go with the name range because I think it describes uh, our business perfectly, which also we will dive in, dive in yeah. deeper later. Yeah. So yeah, that's basically what I do. Or that's me as a coach. 
and yeah how about you okay um i think for me about the same as you lah right we i have been a professional counselor since like 2014 and i think the first two years that i was starting out i was just trying it out you know getting my feet wet in the water mm. and so um for the last five years i was in moe it was uh it was very good growth but i think it was uh it was time for me to move on because like Ming and that, you know, I hit my growth cap. Yeah, and I think it was important for me to explore more things. Mm. And and to be honest, my inspiration was really Ming. Oh, flatter you. <laughs> <laughs> because I think I was looking at him and he's like really fulfilling his potential and really enjoying every day that, of his work. And, you know, I, I thought like, wow, I also want to be like that, you know. So I was thinking like, okay, maybe I should try something out. So for the whole year, I was just thinking and wondering like, oh, should I leave, should I not leave? And after a lot of encouragement from my friends and my family, um, yeah, I also finally decided to leave MOE and start my own uh, private practice, lah, which I also uh, adopted the name range because I realised that it also kind of sit very well with my my personal mm. philosophy. Yeah, So I think we can also expand from here, like, you know, why we chose range. Yeah, yeah of course. I mean, before we go into that, also, there's another thing that we want to say about growth, right? Like, every time when we hear, you know, people talking about, hey, you know, growth, you know, personal growth, or financial growth, or growth in general, I think it's very uh, personalized. Mm. It's very individualized, yeah. sorry. It's very individualized. Right? Will you say yeah. that? Yeah, correct. Everybody has their own different priorities and things they want to fulfill in life. But I think for us, our version of growth is like, um, is is intangible. You yeah, say? things development of the self. You know things that yeah. it's not just about money. It's not just about uh, uh, achievement or status. You know, for us, even if every day we are doing things like that don't bring us financial returns, we're also growing in a way, and that is something that we really enjoy. You know, yeah. the fruits of um, the the labor. Fruits of your labor. Yeah, yeah you, like, you don't even that. though you don't see the returns in financial terms nah. yeah. Yeah, but it's like every day you're investing into your own business your own work and it's like it's so fulfilling you Yeah, know? I think before we move on also yeah. I think our viewers also need to know that we are husband oh, and wife yes, team oh yes yeah. <laughs> I forgot to say <laughs> we are husband and wife team that's why that's why I talk about his range name so yeah, free <laughs> I steal my range name I think also <laughs> I mean since she's my wife <laughs> also um, we also have a, mm. a little bit of back and forth when it comes to business. you know raising business also, and most importantly raising two very young kids yeah right so that's one thing I talked about earlier on where uh, I don't revolve my round, my sorry my life around work, work yeah. I don't find myself self-worth in work mm. uh, because my kids need need me I think again it's very subjective you know, it's very yeah. subjective yeah. some people they don't you know, see the need to spend time. Some people mm. think that, you know, I need to work so that I can have money, I need to provide. Yeah. I mean, that's not wrong, <clears> you know. Um, yeah, but it's just the, how different households would raise yeah. their kids. Lah. How yeah. how we choose to raise our yeah. kids. And, and talking about that, I think we also have met many people in the industry that, you know, they, they feel that, oh, clocking 200 hours is like, wow, their priority. And that's good for them. But I think for us, we feel that you know, there's, it's a different kind of uh, uh, different kind of 
priority. It's a different kind of satisfaction. Yeah, yeah different kind of satisfaction, right? I guess. Yeah, it's something that we feel is, you know, money cannot buy time for you. You know, like if you spend time with your kids and to see them grow and being there and present for them, I think that's more important for yeah, us. Yeah, there's time you can't get back. Yeah, yeah. There's time, there's time you can't buy. Yeah, right? so like I think, you know, freedom is the new wealth. We're really very happy with the flexibility to be around for our kids. Yes. And that's probably the priority, yeah, the top priority why we chose to, you know, start our own business because we can call our own time also. Mm. Even though, you know, I can say that my previous employment pays me better. Yeah. But, hey, as a human being, I'm, I'm growing every day. You yeah. know, I'm now a business owner, not just a coach, you know, not just drawing a steady salary. Mm. You know, I'm also... No, trying to understand I don't have it all together yeah. right? Uh, we don't have it all together mm-hmm. we are still trying to understand the ins and out of the business also mm-hmm. right yeah. still devil into you know how to do marketing how to reach out to yeah. the masses how to generate leads and stuff like that yeah. so I think it's a definitely a very worrying but it's a very fun uh, experience yeah, thus good, far yeah it's like a good stretch you know yes, like yeah. our, our character also you know, learning to trust and especially working together as husband-wife team. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this I mean, the husband and wife relationship uh, is already challenging enough. <laughs> and then coming out to be business partners together is just add yeah. another layer of challenge, yeah. you know, like yeah. even before starting this video podcast, I think we had, <laughs> we already had not really argument. Uh, yeah, we just, like, we're, we we're just, just had a lot of uh, uh, squabbles. <laughs> debating about, you know, how we should do things, how we should run the flow and everything but we both had different ideas different expectations also so I think it's about clearing those up before we actually run with the project yeah and also yeah. being husband and wife there's no time away from each yeah, other correct. so like you argue we still lock horns we still see each other yeah, so, at home yeah so I think that kind of helps us with our character building also you know we yeah. see each other we know we have to face each other like both we have to you confront know? we have to confront our differences so yeah, to speak like yeah. We're being ideas for the business or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. yeah, we are just we are challenging our relationship, uh. <laughs> growing in a yeah, relationship yeah. also. Like why I decided to leave, you know why I decided to uh, start range amidst the a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Also, so because of this uh, client, I would call him a friend, uh, Zhao Yi. Uh. Mm-hmm. You know, I spoke with Zhao Yi, and then he was very. Uh, I mean, he's he's one of the guys that I consider a friend and also he's very pragmatic and he's very prudent with some of the advice that he gives. Mm. He's very careful also. So when I talk about, hey, I want to, you know, leave and want to start my own business, he was, oh, he's a, he was very taken aback. He said, oh, bro, you really want to do this? Ah? Well, hey, pandemic, no, economy not looking well. No. Mm. So he basically laid out the financial path for me. Mm. And then, but then again, as a friend, he spoke to me as a friend and he told me like hey you know if this is if growth is what you seek this is the right path to go down yeah, right it's the best this is the best time yeah. in a pandemic get your feet wet throw yourself to the deep end of the pool you know then struggle a little bit which I did lah, for the first few months because you know when I came out by myself I was renting from <laughs> a place also <laughs> which shall not be named <laughs> A place which shall not be named. I was renting a gym space from uh, another place. Mm. 
And then when I My first day when I step in there Oh I really look like They got their shit together They know what they are doing <laughs> But then again You know with time yeah. I realise that I'm, I'm also I'm also capable You know I have the tools already All I need is All I need is just time yeah. You know Just spend time In the environment Growing craft, So yeah. Yeah. So yeah It's been a yeah. Very insightful And fun journey Thus far It's only what 10, 11 months 11 months Less than a year Wow Yeah So yeah Less than a year Since range uh, The the philosophy actually The seed has been planted in me And then you know We are starting to see mm-hmm. the, the brand slowly growing uh. yeah. yeah So, so maybe Just to segue into the next uh, Question like range right Like range philosophy You hear mm-hmm. us Talking about range On our social media You know mm-hmm. like why, why generalist uh, Is I wouldn't say it's better, but why generalist is not oftentimes praised uh, when you compare them against specialists, mm. right? So maybe yeah. as a counselor, you yeah. know, from a point from your point of view, uh, would you like to share a little bit more about this range yeah. philosophy? Like, you know, why generalist? Mm. Yeah, so I think I mean as a counselor, as a psychotherapist, you you need like a whole range of. Uh, tools in your toolbox you know so I have friends and I know people personally who have been so sucked into the idea of being a specialist you know being certified mm. in this and that and that but what they're actually doing is really just um, tunnel vision yeah it's very tunnel vision it, it makes them look at every client in a particular lens that you know might not be the best suited for them at that point you know so I think over time, I mean, initially I confess, like, I used to be like that. So I wanted to like change for certification, uh, do yeah, this and sure. do that, you know. Make myself feel like, oh, I can, I got the say, you know, that kind of thing. But actually I realised that, you know, even if I go for different courses, I don't need to be certified in one particular um, modality because I think it's important that I have uh, tools in my toolbox. So whenever I meet a client, I can, oh, this one maybe can better or maybe at a different season of his life, this one, these two will be better, you know. So I think, Having that uh, flexibility and the variety to help the client with the different needs. Yeah, because every person is different, you know, mm, and sure. everybody comes to you and it's so complex, you know, the things that they deal with and how they feel and all that. So it's, it's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's very, for me, I feel like it's very difficult la, to, to see people in just one or two particular modalities. Uh. Yeah, but I prefer to, yeah, so I mean, that's why I really enjoy having a range and I really believe in the term range and being a generalist right? so that's very important for me that it has to sit well with my belief also yeah. for you I mean when you were in MOE you work with mainly with kids huh? yeah, right? yeah. you work mainly with uh, teens yeah. right? so from 13 from the age of 13 to what, 17, 16, 17 yeah. right set 1 to set 5 mm-hmm. uh, so like for example Counseling kids is very different from counseling adults because they yeah. don't know how to express right. how they are feeling, mm. you know, their emotions. Mm. So what sort of tools when you say like tools in your toolbox, right? What sort of tools do you have, especially when you come especially when you counsel kids where they are not so how do you say expressive. not so expressive <laughs> in the way they express themselves? Uh yeah, so I mean generally we children and teenagers they don't they're not very good with their words you know so that's why sometimes they end up bottling up a lot of their emotions and then they feel very tense so uh, how what I usually do is I have 
maybe it's like actually my secret too. <laughs> I have two very big sand trays which I use to help kids to express themselves and they really enjoy it because it's like it's so sens sensory and it's so nice and it brings them back to their you know their childhood days yeah. and that's when they just sit down and relax and they start playing so I'll ask questions and start talking about their feelings and then they'll express themselves through that mm. you know we can do other things like um because I'm also yeah play with figurines or like clay or drawing you know so all these are different mediums used to just express their feelings mm. and I think it's you <clears throat> so for kids and for adults you can work differently but you can also use the same tools yeah so I think you know having that learning different things and helping the client to 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 express themselves that is my main goal la. yeah I'm not here to fix problems you know I yeah. don't want to say like oh you have been diagnosed with this and that you know I'm just here to really help them to navigate through yeah their navigate through regulate their emotions feelings. and all that yeah and for me to do that I cannot just fit them into one frame you know I need to have like a whole assortment of things to do That's yeah right. so that to me is the reason why I also believe in range la. yeah I yeah. think you mentioned uh, helping them to navigate through their feelings and not finding solutions. Mm. I think that's something that most people need to understand. Mm. When they are seeking counselling, when they are seeking therapy, most yeah. of the time, people have the have the idea where they should, they are going to a counsellor to find answers. Mm. Yeah, but I think that that's the misconception because I think finding answers is not from me or the counsellor. It should be the client themselves they can find their own answers when they talk to me you know so this is how this is like a whole journey of self-discovery also like so you point them to the direction so uh, the more like I walk with them to the uh, whatever direction they okay, want to okay. go you know so even if it's the the not so best choice but they think it's the best uh, I will just follow them so even if they fall down I will still fall with them you know what I mean so it's basically journeying with them all the way through in whatever season whatever point of time they are at like, I, I think people really need someone to be there that's all they don't need you to fix their solution they don't yeah. need you to to you know um, do things for them they just want you to be there yeah. you know Especially, just like husband and wife I just want you to listen what I'm talking about but know, then so, as men we are very solution focused yeah, right? so correct. we always try to yeah. find solution but yeah that's another point yeah so I mean yeah so that's the the whole thing about like you know journeying with clients and helping them Along the way, yeah. I think especially with teenagers also, mm. because you know from the age of thirteen to seventeen, those are very turbulent years. Yes, correct. Yeah. So they, I remember you told me, like for teenagers, they already know the rules. Yes, correct. Like they don't want people, they don't want someone to, to sort of highlight the boundaries for them because they really know their boundaries. Yeah. So what they are actually doing is they are trying to test those boundaries yeah right yeah. and to see whether it's safe for them to even try out you know yeah so I think um, the idea here that parents are oh, we're going into the parents part <laughs> yeah, so anyway um, sometimes parents and children they have like this missed call because most of the times the parents set the boundaries with you and they expect the child not to go beyond the boundaries for their safety or for whatever expectation or reason but I think the the children, the child, the teenager will definitely want to test boundaries and that is very normal. It's human being, right? They want to stretch and go beyond yeah, what is. Yeah. yeah, like you know, if you Discovery, say, don't yeah. open that box, you sure want to open one, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, so it's like, um, yeah, so even when they test, uh, the parents need to be able to 
support them through the safe boundaries like you know yeah. and to make sure that you know hey you want to try can i'll be there for you you know and to to take care of you to comfort you even if you make mistakes yeah and not like to like x them out and say like oh you're a bad kid you're naughty because you made this mistake you know or you're lousy because of that so i think yeah. it's very it, the expectations are different yeah yeah for and, sure and that's why i think a lot of parents have a lot of miscall with the kids and they clash and it's very difficult for them to understand the child and the child also feels like oh my parents don't understand me yeah. yeah so that is where i feel i'm very passionate about like helping parents to really um understand what their child is going through yeah sometimes the child can be labeled as like naughty or bad or like my child is showing tension i don't know why or behaving very badly you know but you know let's let's look deeper than that yeah. what is the cause of the tantrum so yeah correct uh, wow. But anyway, so yeah, so what about you, Range? Range, uh, wow. where do I start? I'm gonna go on a long <laughs> rant really. <laughs> Not too long, please. Okay, okay. So, okay, so why Range? So, I think the viewers need to understand right, that also I read, a, I, I'm a very avid reader. I read a lot of non-fiction stuff, sometimes it can be quite boring. Mm. And I have a list of books that I try to read them through every year. Mm. Right, so <laughs> during my, uh, I would say during the low period where I was in between transition, in between my previous employment and starting range, I didn't have a name. I didn't even have a logo to want to represent the business or to represent me in essence. Right, range is basically just an extension of me. Mm. So what got me to the, to the name range was these two books. The first one was uh, The Book of Five Rings by Miyamoto Musashi and the second one was Range, Range. <laughs> by David Epstein. So, in, in the book Range, uh, it talks about uh, why generalists, right? why people, why high-level problem, high problem solvers, they have breadth instead mm-hmm. of depth. Mm-hmm. So, if you take a look like, at, at someone who is a PhD Right, who has yeah. extend who has extensive knowledge in their own field, right? Those are the people with with depth, right? Because they have very deep knowledge mm. of their own field. Yeah. Right? They are specialists, mm. right? Because you know they are doctors. They are they have studied their craft mm. enough, right? But David Epstein uh, presented uh, the other side of the coin. You know, he actually had a debate with Malcolm Gladwell also. Uh, where they talked about uh, the 10,000 hour fallacy mm. right in order to achieve excellence we need to put in 10,000 hours of deliberate practice so he you know he didn't he didn't sort of broke he didn't broke down the whole uh, myth about 10,000 hours he said yes to get to any elite level there must be certain hours of deliberate practice but so he opens up the book very beautifully he talked about you know Tiger Woods the whole Tiger Woods and Roger Federer comparison, right? He talked about you know how Tiger Woods he had natural talent at two years old he would he already mastered the swing you know his father groomed him to be a specialist to be one of the greats in golf, but on the other hand you look at Roger Federer, one of the greats in tennis, but his path to elite uh, isn't his path to elite isn't sort of so to say isn't some of a straight line like. Uh, Tiger Woods, right? He dabbled in soccer. He played wrestling, mm. 
badminton. I mean, variety of things. Right, a variety of things. So he filled his toolbox with different tools. Even his mom was a tennis coach, and his mom said that, "Hey, uh, I I don't want to coach my son," which I agree. I agree that parents shouldn't be coached, but we leave it for the next time. Anyway, so uh, Roger Federer, you know, he achieved. He's again one of the greats, if not the greats, if not the greatest in tennis in his own field. I mean. It's, it's, it's just goes to show that you know in order to achieve excellence you have a lot of pathways to it and just specializing in one skill set is not the it's not the way for most people right because we when you take a look at this example we are looking it in terms of sports right sports as we all know the domain is very controlled the domain is very kind right you get feedback right away right be it golf or be it tennis or be it football you know you kick the ball or you know that your ball go in a different trajectory or you know that you know you get a feedback straight away that's a bad shot that's a good shot but in life is not going to be like that in life you don't get feedback right away you may you may go down a very bad trajectory for you know a number of years then until then hey then you find out that hey actually you know this path is not the right one i have to come back to to the right path so anyway why range because you know the book really speaks about my philosophy uh, in terms of training my own clients also just not like what you said you know there are counsellors there are counsellors that only uh, use one modality to treat an mm-hmm. illness right like for me as a coach no I don't want I don't want just to be known as a transformation coach mm-hmm. that can help my yeah. clients to achieve six packs you know like hey, every client that come to me wow shit I'm gonna make you I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you achieve six pack <laughs> somehow like this six pack is a sort of like a gold gold standard in yeah. fitness, our fitness yeah. industry which I find is total BS like, it shouldn't be the way you know like everyone has different starting point mm-hmm. you know so when I also conduct my consultation with my clients right sometimes when I understand where their motivation or where their uh, drive is coming from some of them you know they can be like this this female client of mine came to me they said that oh my goal is to want to play my grandkids in the future mm. man yeah. I totally relate to that because uh, that comes that motivation comes from something innate mm. you know instead of oh I want to lose uh, X amount of kilos drop X amount percent of body fat yeah. you know and try to achieve a six pack so you know like the the, the tools that I handle with the, the tools that I can use to handle different sort, a whole spectrum of clients, right? Mm. Is it has to be very different, mm. right? And it's also the saying that goes: if all you have is a hammer, you treat everything. You look everything will look like a nail to you. You treat everything like a nail, right? But not everyone is a nail, mm. right? So I wanna you know expand my toolbox. That's why I'm also a very big proponent of, uh, you know, continuing education, attending courses, mm. you know, even even if it's uh, just brushing up on my technical skills, mm. you know, understanding how to program for my for my clients. Yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. so basically, uh, it's my ethos. Uh, it's my personal ethos. You know, you know me lah. It's my personal ethos that you know generalists. For generalists, they have they have a wide range of tools. Uh, we keep talking about tools, 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 tools in the toolbox. Right, they have a wide range of tools to choose from to work with people. Mm. Right, that's why that's why I decided to go with range. And also why why what really solidified the idea of range, right, was that you know in Miyamoto in Book of Five Rings, right, Miyamoto Musashi had this quote. He said, uh, 
if you know the way broadly, you will see in all things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to repeat again for the viewers. If you know the way broadly, you will see in all things. So essentially what he is saying, right? So Miyamoto Musashi, you know, he was a samurai. He was very unconventional. You know, you know samurai, when they, when they do sword play, they hold a single katana. But for him, he holds two katana. Right, so for him, he is saying in, in this quote, he is saying that in order to master uh, swordsmanship, in order to achieve mastery, you not only have to practice swordsmanship, you have to be good. You dabble in, for him, he dabbled in Zen philosophy, in Zen Buddhism. Mm-hmm. He mastered calligraphy, he mastered uh, flower arrangement. Mm-hmm. You know, so for him to achieve mastery in swords play, swordsmanship, he dabbled in different avenues, right? That that he can sort of tap yeah. and pull. Uh, that can tran- these skills can transfer, right? Yeah. Transferable skills that we talk about also. Yeah. Transferable skills that can help him achieve mastery as one of the greatest uh, samurai during the Edo, Edo period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So man, these two books really sort of propelled me in my in my uh, mindset also. You know that. When I when I meet with uh, adversity, you know, have that very broad range also. Mm. You know, don't have that a war with me mentality, the yeah. victimhood mentality. But you know, always have the whole spectrum. You know, as human being, we go through different the whole spectrum of emotions, right? Not everything's gonna be good, yeah. right? Embrace the good, embrace the bad, right? We're always gonna get the both sides of the coin. So that's why I come up with range, and also if. If, if time allows, <laughs> I can talk a little bit about the hexagon also and why I decided to go with uh, the honeycomb. Right? A lot of times people say hexagon, but yeah, I, 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 like, I like to call it honeycomb. So, honeycomb, as you know, hexagon is a six sided polygon and it's one of the more, it's one of the most, if not the most stable structure there is uh, out there. And if you t- take a look at hexagon, right, if you want to tessellate these shapes, it's infinite, right? And it also has a correlation with uh, Fibonacci sequence and hex, hexadecimal and golden ratio, this sort of stuff. So, uh, so you know, so like, as my wife knows that I'm a little bit of a history nut, so I like to read <laughs> about... <laughs> I like to read about ancient civilization and ancient history, so I got an inspiration from, from uh, yeah, just my time reading about <laughs> ancient uh, history, yeah, that Decide, yeah, I just decided to run with the honeycomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, range. That's that's my ethos. Ah. That's that's why we decide to to go with the name range. Yeah. yeah. Was there anything? Is there anything to yeah. add? Do you have anything to add to range? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, I, I think the idea in summary of what he was trying to explain is that, you know, when you learn about different things, you have, you're able to. Uh, have transferable skills from different domains that will help you in any situation right. so you don't get caught off guard yeah so I think that is the main point like if you were to yeah yeah transferable skills transferable brings me skills, back yeah. transferable skills brings me back to the point also that you know, also it's from range if you guys haven't read the book I highly yes, highly recommend the book, the book. I highly recommend good. the book range yeah. Yeah, it has it spoke to me uh it spoke to me differently at different life phase, I would say, you know, that's why I make it a point to read certain books 
every year just take my time you know even though it's points that you might have read already it's just you know this this the book just speaks to you differently at different life phases so yeah i mean trans the transference of skills is also something uh that was talked talked a lot in um in range right david epstein talked about it uh in in one of the chapters he also talked about uh like uh grandmasters in chess right uh the polga the polga sisters oh yes yes, right the three sisters whose father actually groomed them to be chess masters i think the younger sister actually achieved if i'm not wrong achieved the rank of uh international grandmaster the first today i think today no probably the first ever female to achieve the the highest rank in chess so for her i mean the father groomed groomed them to be chess masters right so they actually did an experiment experiment with her where they placed uh, random chess pieces of the on the board that made make sense obviously so and they told her to sort of remember the sequence sequences on the board and she she was able to she was able to replicate those sequences you know after a few seconds of just taking a look taking a look at the board but when they scramble up those chess pieces right she couldn't replicate mm. so he actually attribute attribute the the mind uh the or rather the brain in retaining information right as he he termed he coined this as chunking so your brain, so our brain, when we look at information, right, we actually don't don't read it word for word, right? We recognize patterns. So it's a very good case in terms of in in chess right, in this scenario, right? When she look at a certain scenario on a chess board, she probably have a lot of scenarios going on in her head already. So she just remember a particular sequence, and that's about it. Because those chess pieces obviously make sense to her now. Mm. But when they scramble up the chess pieces. She weren't able to to uh, replicate those those uh, chess pieces. So yeah. So in the sense that you know, generalists, uh, when you dabble in different domains, mm-hmm. right? I think there's something to be said about uh, transference of skills and also you know mapping out that learning is not always a linear curve. Would you say? Yeah. It's not always a linear curve. Like real learning is always going to be up and down, a little bit undulated, yeah. right? Moving on to the next, like, yeah, so we're just I, talking about our fears, sorry. Yeah, so I think we wanted to talk about, you know, our fears of setting up our own businesses. Yeah, because I think it was, I mean, before he came out, he was telling me that, oh, you know, what if I can't do this, what if I, can't, I can't do that? And there was a lot of, uh, we behind the scenes, uh, we had to do a lot of, like, you know, talking through about, you know, whether you should do this, or you should do that. Yeah, but I think over time when he came out, he realized that, oh, okay, actually, this is quite doable. So he went to do his own thing. And why? Oh, I mean, I'm very proud of him. Like, he took off, you know, and things started to be more stable. And it was a very... It gave him a very deep sense of achievement, which yeah. I think you cannot replicate that anywhere else, lah, you know, when you do something from your own, from scratch, yeah? Right? You like this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so, like 100% of my effort goes into... <laughs> 100% of my effort goes into the 100% of the business. Yeah, correct. You know, because I'm not working for someone. Yeah, correct. I'm working for myself and yeah. Yeah, I'm growing a brand. Yeah. And the brand is a reflection, like I said, it's a reflection of my beliefs. Mm. So when people ask me, hey, why range? Oh, because why? Exercise range of motion. 
<laughs> like no lah because then I have to explain like you know then people say wow you so deep one lah you read one lah because I you know try to yeah. evaluate myself lah you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean that was the initial fear but I think the other fear was that you know we were thinking about like like you know how how things will happen if we were to work together as husband and wife and you know Ooh. like you know some husband and wife team uh, they end up what Oh, yeah, so yeah, but but you know we are very <laughs> thankful that things are still okay. Yeah. 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 FYI, guys, the video and the product, the podcast production, also husband and wife. Team. Yeah. So yeah. Shout out! Big shout out to electors. <laughs> you guys are the best. <laughs> yeah. So you have anything about? I mean, I mean. Even though this is the first episode of the podcast, right? Like, the journey has been quite crazy because what are the chances, right, that a husband and wife team meet another husband and wife team? Yeah, that you one we I mean? were really like, wow, actually quite cool, eh, you know? So, sometimes yeah. we also draw little, little inspirations from our friends, from, from, the people, <laughs> from people behind the camera. Yeah, really. Right? So, yeah, yeah they, always, they inspire us also. La. Yeah, so, if you want to know them better, you stay tuned for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, come talk okay. about your fears also. Okay, yeah. So anyway, your, back to yeah, back yeah. to you know talking so for about me, fears. Um, coming up from a very so for the past like maybe seven eight years, I was working in a place that <clears throat> you know I have stable income and everything was just stable and safe. You know, so <laughs> so coming out of um <clears throat> this stability really kind of like scared me a lot, lah. Yeah, so I had every day I'll be telling, hey, what if I cannot earn money? I have bills to pay, I have children to feed, you know, that kind of stuff. So it was very. Yeah, and the struggle is real. Yeah, I mean, you're a Singaporean, you have so many things to pay for, right? Or insurance, la, children, this and that. So it's like, I had a lot of fears la, about whether, you know, things can take off. But yeah, so when I came out, I told him, hey, just pretend that I'm a stay at home mom for the next few months. <laughs> you know, no income. Yeah, but I think, you know, when I start doing things on my own and things start to pick up and it's really very exciting to see your, your business grow and you see the fruits, it's like, wow, so exciting, you know? So, yeah, yeah well, that was the initial fears. Of course, now we still have fears, but, you know, we're, we're managing it better, yeah, and things are slightly more, um, not so... Still rocky, yeah, la. Still <laughs> not so... Yeah, still rocky, still rocky but again, still, la, don't know, you know, yeah. still have no idea what we are doing, <laughs> la, but yeah, we're just yeah, gonna you know, yeah, do yeah, what we like, no? Just do it uh, day by day, step by step. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me also, coming from a very traditional Chinese family, right? <laughs> it's always study hard, uh, go and get a job. Uh, yeah. go and don't go stay and safe. Uh, stay safe. Go yeah. and get a government job, that's the best. Yeah, uh. government job. <laughs> grow up to be doctor, grow up to be lawyer. Wow. Yeah. But too bad, la, I'm not cut out from that mold. Yeah. So also linking back to range, right? Because back then, you know, our parents, they were subjected to different trials and tribulations yeah. you know they had their own they went through the they went through the uh, what do you call that the Asian uh, financial crisis right? they went through the financial crisis so their their outlook for life is a bit different uh, yeah. from us so they just I mean they safety come from, is very important for them correct safety yeah. is very important for them yeah. they come from a point where uh Stable job, right? Mm. Stable job, don't rock. Yeah, good don't, for life. Good yeah. for life. Walk <laughs> until you die. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, don't rock the boat too much. Yeah, uh. yeah. Uh. Nothing wrong with that. It's just that, you know, maybe some people are 
you know made for different things right you know? yeah so that's the same also yeah. you know no cookie cut no cookie cutter approach yeah correct it comes correct, to yeah. parenting it's Just the same try thing everything you know it's yeah. the same thing when it comes to parenting right there's no cookie cutter approach because every kid is different yeah. right uh, and, and it's also raised differently yeah raised different yeah we come from different backgrounds mm. for you the way you counter your clients also right you need to have different toolbox no cookie cutter approach For me, I coach my clients. No cookie, no cookie cutter approach. Also, cannot just template, copy and paste because it's gonna be very different from for others, right? Yeah. So, like for me, my fears, I never had a stable, stable job. Income. You know, had a stable, stable income. Yeah. Even the last, the last uh, employment, stable income, still stable income, but you know, month to month mm-hmm. because you know, in our field, in personal training, your hours, your Basically, your how much you take wow. home in a how much you take home in a month is basically based on how many hours you spend on the floor, mm-hmm. right? So the the first fear would be, hey, can I provide for the kids or not? Can I provide yeah. for you? Can I provide yeah. for the family? I got mouths to feed. So obviously, that was the first fear. But of course, you know, I wouldn't say that I'm very prudent with my money. I wouldn't say I'm very smart with financial investing and all that stuff, lah. But obviously, we got savings, you know, to tide us through. Uh, rough patches if they do come touch wood so far don't have so I think we are quite comfortable I mean also throughout the pandemic we see people with who are in a tougher predicament I mean mm-hmm. look at those low income groups you know my heart really goes out to them like those mm-hmm. uh, delivery food riders uh, who whose income you know they re- literally is they are working uh, from paycheck to paycheck Really hand to mouth, so when I, I do not say compare, but when I look at my circumstance versus their circumstance, I feel like hey, I'm in a much better place. I shouldn't compare. Mm-hmm. You know, I should be grateful for what I have right now. Yeah. You know, if if it's anything, our standard of living can always come down. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's probably the biggest fear for me when I came out and do my own do my own shit. Ah, <laughs> and then obviously you know when I first came out when I rented from. This particular gym, the clientele there is a little bit more of the atas one, <laughs> you know. So it's a different sort of it's a different crowd lah for me. So I was a bit, you know lah. From I don't wear like you know Lululemon or I don't wear expensive clothes to. Yeah. I mean, freaking is gym workout clothes, right? How expensive can it be? Just yeah. rock up with a t-shirt and shorts and shoes. So when I was there, I feel a little bit. Out of place. Out of place because yeah. well, everybody here all look so nice. Mm. So obviously, also because I don't want people to look at my brand like I'm like a cheap skate brand like that. So that's probably the next fear, lah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess this is basically what we want to talk about for the first episode. Mm. Do you have yeah. anything to add? Nope. That's all. Okay. Shall we wrap up? Yep. Let's wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess this is the end. Um. Yeah. If you want to catch more of us, you can stay tuned for the next episode, which. We'll be inviting a very special pair of guests. <laughs> very special guests. Oh, guests! Yeah, very special guests. The yeah. woman that made today possible. <laughs> the woman beside the mic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. So guys, please stay tuned to uh, the Derange podcast. Yeah, and if you have any questions, you can leave us a message or email us or drop us a DM, whatever you know. We'll we'll be here to answer in the next. Podcast or so, and yeah, so yeah, we we try to do a little bit of Q and A with some of the questions that you guys drop us yeah. either through you know our dropping 
drop it, drop them inside the comment section or just message us. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah, that's about it. Thank Stay you. Tuned. See you See the you. next episode.